So hello and welcome to the Vegan Luna podcast. So I'm sitting here with an incredible guest. Uh, he's been someone I've been following for a little while and I've been watching a lot of the stuff he's been doing online. He does a lot of social media outreach and his name is Marcus, but on Instagram, he goes by the Recovering Carnist. You might have heard him. Um, and by the way, I love that name, Recovering Carnist. It's <laughs> it's Thank truly you. hilarious uh, when you just <laughs> stop and think about it. Uh, it's I, I was talking about it to uh, my girlfriend. I was like, that is the perfect name. So uh, how we start this podcast off is I'm going to start with a few questions. All right. I call them quick vegan questions. So we're going to make these quick uh, as you can. I know it's hard. Some of these topics might be a little bit long, but we'll try and make them quick. Okay. So question number one, what is the craziest excuse you've heard for eating animals? Ah, oh, man, that is a really good one because I hear them all the time. Um, I would say the craziest one is somebody on Instagram. Somebody on Instagram once told me that a cow killed their uncle. So therefore we can justify killing cows for food because her uncle died because of a cow. No idea how, um, but that's probably the craziest. So like if a human kills another Although human, there's been a shitload. So <laughs> yeah, there's been a lot. So if a human kills another human, is, does that justify it? Ah, using that girl's logic then. Yeah, I suppose so. Cannibalism is fine. <laughs> that is crazy <laughs> because cows are typically known as very docile, very, very uh, relaxed uh, beings and uh, they don't like to harm. But if you try and take their baby away for unnecessary reason and they can't understand, you're looking for trouble, you know? So it just depends. What did, what did you do to that cow? That's, that's the real question, right? Yeah, so, exactly, man. <laughs> that was her point. She was saying, oh, people always say that they're so defenseless, but actually a cow killed my uncle, so... Not so defenseless after all, but yeah. <laughs> so how did you answer that? How did you respond? I, I don't know if I did respond. I had to like, I went through a phase where I was responding to so many people in, in the comment section that it just becomes so draining and so tiring with people that are like never gonna, they're never gonna like get it or they're never gonna kind of um, take on board the message. They're just there to to post garbage and, waste their time you know so i don't think i did reply i think i just screenshotted it and put on my story or something yeah that's for sure sometimes i have to know when to cut myself off i'm like okay that's enough uh back and forth we're done here all right so uh number two what's the most common excuse you hear and why is that not a logical excuse what would be number one <sighs> number one Oh man, I don't know. There are so many. Um, what I've been hearing a lot lately is probably just that it's, it's natural. That we've done it for so long that humanity has always eaten animals that therefore it is in our nature to do so and morally justified to do so. And it's not a good enough reason because we, we would call this an appeal to nature fallacy, stating that if something is natural, it's good. And something that is not natural is bad. And very little about our life in 2019 is natural. Um, apartments, Wi-Fi, laptop, Instagram Live. Um, 
All this stuff. It's, we're living in a in a highly unnatural environment. There's so much that's unnatural that is good for us, and so much that is natural that is bad for us that it's just not a good excuse. But yeah, there's so many, man. So many that just I love cheese, I love milk, personal taste pleasure. There's so many. There's like a cycle of like ten to fifteen that are just constant, like level one kind of carnist arguments. I'm sure everybody everybody knows them and hears them on a on a weekly basis. Yeah, definitely. All right, great. So, uh, what number three? What will it take for us to get to a vegan world? A variety of different things. Um, I'm torn with a, a. Of course, it will take kind of structural changes, government changes, um, industrial regulations, all these kind of things, but also just a. Uh, a mass shift in the way that we view ourselves, the way that we view animals, the way that we view our environment, um, just a, a psychological change, uh, a change in our, in our consciousness to, to, to realize what we're doing and why we need to stop doing it. But practically we, we also need a huge, just complete shift in consumer demand and probably a whole lot of different regulations um, in place to help us achieve this. It's not something that is going to, is going to come about through a natural realization of, overnight. There are many different steps that, that are going to need to be taken to achieve it. But I, I'd say a combination of, of a change of mindset with these different things is probably the most practical way that we're going to see it happen. Yeah. Like with that being said, do you think like I'm from the U S and, and, the last time we, like the most deaths we've ever had in American history and war was our civil war. And that happened, you know, primarily yeah. over, over this, the, the, the slavery and, and ending slavery and, and trying to abolish slavery. Like, do you think that that's possible? Like if it got to that point where it's like, man, it's looking like, like the, sh- the tides are changing and they passed a law that like meat is illegal. Like you think there'd be a war? Like that's kind of crazy, right? Possibly, man. People would freak out if it was made illegal. I saw one country was was um, thinking about introducing like a meat tax. It might have been Germany, actually. That's Germany, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I saw that as well. And yeah, I don't know, man. People would go crazy. There would probably be a, a black market. It would probably be just like any substance that governments try to ban like how they tried to ban um, alcohol with the prohibition, like marijuana, like drugs that have been made illegal, they all still find a way to infiltrate society. So it's got to be implemented in a way that is going to, I don't know, it's, it's, a, it's a tough question. But um, yeah, there will, there will definitely be a black market and people would go crazy in the streets. If, if yeah, for sure. Yeah, definitely. All right. So next question, who are your three favorite activists? Mm, three favorite activists. Um, I don't know, to be honest. Um, obviously I love the, all the, all of the popular guys are, are very influential. Like your, uh, probably earthling Ed is my number one. Cause I met him in person and he was, such a fantastic guy. He was, he was super nice, super lovely. And of course, definitely respect his, his approach to activism and 
and everything that he does. It's amazing. Um, oh, there's so many people that I really that I really enjoy watching their content. People like Skinny Vegan Fitness, uh, David, Seb Alex, Joey Carbstrong, and yeah, I'd say number one is probably probably Earthling Ed. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. That's great. All right. So next, um, how can anyone seriously deny uh, climate change? How can anybody seriously deny it? Uh, yeah, it's like, impossible to deny. The science is there. Anybody that does deny it is like a deeply, deeply entrenched in the conspiracy world or they're very paranoid about what our government's trying to do or something. It's, it's completely undeniable. Science is there. We're seeing every day new crazy things that are happening all around the world, crazy weather events, um, more and more catastrophes, like the Amazon, etc. So at this stage, it's completely undeniable. I don't know who can. Yeah, doesn't a Sverige, your buddy? Ah, uh, yes, Sverige does, yeah. But of course, he comes from that accuracy theory mindset the deep paranoia, all the scary government uh, trying to control us, trying to make everybody vegan and um, climate changes. And of course he is, he's in that world. That's his whole, that's the basis for his whole, his whole movement or his whole philosophy that he talks about. It's deep paranoia, deep conspiracy theories. It's crazy. Yeah, for sure. He's a, he's a character. Uh, that's for sure. Um, I'm sure that must have been a very fun conversation that you had with him. It was, it was interesting because like I'd followed him for so long, not followed, but like in his crazy shit online for a very long time. So to see him in person was kind of like, whoa, holy shit, this guy is really here. Um, but yeah, it was, it was very strange talking to him. The worst part was that he had this, he was eating like this, this pork bone and he had all this like raw pig flesh all over his fingers and it was disgusting man like the smell oh absolutely horrible um but yeah it was interesting to talk to him it just everything that we talked about just confirmed all of my like prior thoughts on um on what he's all about yeah yeah he's not likely to change anytime soon all right that's great so yeah. uh thank you so much those are the five quick vegan questions uh i hope you enjoyed them and and had as much fun as i had um i think that'll be a lot of great content right there so next um tell us about yourself who who is this guy we're talking to um so my name is my name is marcus uh i'm from new zealand and i've been living in berlin for the past two years um i've been vegan for about two years and I've been involved in activism for over a year. Um, before that, I was, I've been a passionate basketball player my whole life. Um, I don't know if you, if people can tell from like the videos and stuff, but I'm like six foot six, extremely tall. <laughs> um, and I come from a background of, of journalism, working in marketing, communications and social media kind of stuff. So about six months ago, I think, or six to nine months ago, I decided to to make my Instagram account and start creating content. And I've been taking it seriously for the past like four or five months, I would say. And really just applying my professional set to a cause that I'm passionate about, the, the animal rights movement and the environmental movement. And yeah, 
that's basically it, man. Um, love living in Berlin. It's a, it's an awesome city. Um, I'm from New Zealand. A lot of people, where, where are you from? Are you German? I can't hear your accent. Do you speak German? Uh, but no, I'm from New Zealand. Yeah, I can hear the accent now. I was trying to guess. Um, I didn't guess New Zealand. I mean, I'm sure it was like UK, Australia, which I'm sure you get um, yeah, more exactly. often than not. Um, like, where's New Zealand? Yeah. Next to Australia. It's over there. Yeah. Um, so that's super cool. Uh, <laughs> I would, <laughs> sorry about that. I would definitely like to uh, check that out uh, one day. Uh, we're thinking about traveling soon. We're not sure where, um, but maybe in the future, New Zealand will be a, will be a stop. Uh, so I want you to share a little bit about your journey. It sounds like we have a similar journey where you had went vegan uh, about the same time as me. You started really being active about the same time as me. I think it's uh, fairly interesting. Like it's almost exactly the same time. If I had your like social yeah. media skills that you talk about, then I might be up there with you. Um, but I'm working on it. <laughs> I'm trying to take it. My, I'm trying to take it serious, yeah. right? I think if it was Instagram, a hundred percent, it's like, yes, but I'm like spreading super myself present. out like super wide, uh, and hoping to catch like everything along the way. Our journeys are very similar. Uh, so I think that's interesting. Like two years uh, ago, I went vegan as well. One year being active, yeah. And similar kind of like focus where it's like, okay, we want to do some outreach. And maybe if I had your social media skills, uh, I might be a little bit higher. Um, but my problem is I spread myself too thin and I, and I try to do everything all at once. I'm like, yeah, I could do podcasts and YouTube and Instagram and Facebook and Twitter and TikTok. And I'm just like, fuck, like, can I do all this and work a full time job? Like it's a lot of work, um, but it's a lot of fun and it's a lot of learning. It's a lot of growing. And for me, I freaking love it. Like I have a lot of fun. So I want to know for you, like I went really at first for health reasons. I went vegan for health Mm -hmm. reasons and then it transitioned and and grew a little bit further. So what's your, your big why? What's the big why for you? Why you went vegan? So basically I had moved to Berlin and when I first moved here, it's a very kind of party orientated kind of city. And I was going out partying a lot, drinking a lot. And um, one morning I woke up and I just felt like crap. And I just wanted to, to change something. I wanted to make a diet switch. I wanted to do something to kind of make myself feel a little bit better. And I was gaining a little bit of weight as well. So I like kind of looked in the mirror and I was like, damn. I don't know. I want to, I want to change something up. And it just so happened that day I was listening to a, a Joe Rogan podcast with a guy called uh, John Joseph. So John Joseph is a, he's a vegan triathlete, vegan Ironman competitor. And he was like the first guy that, that really um, uh, kind of relayed the vegan message in a way that was super relatable for me. Um, and he just kind of got me thinking about it and I just decided right after that episode to, to try it out, to try a plant-based diet for, for however long and just see what happened. And I had friends that were vegan, so like I knew it was healthy 
and I knew it could be done. So I just decided to give it a shot. And then it had been like two or three weeks and I was feeling fantastic. I had started losing weight. I had more energy. I was feeling really good about the decision. And around that time, some very important uh, reports from the United Nations came out about the about the state of the environment, about climate change, and um, about some of the research um, that um, some of the research about animal agriculture's impact on climate change. And then I came across some some content about about kind of the ethical reasons why people would choose to adopt a, a vegan diet. And I started learning more and more about, about the ethical um, motivations for, for veganism. And I kind of went down this crazy rabbit hole where I was just obsessed with, with learning about the, the, ethical, um, the ethical kind of um, ideology of veganism. And it just kind of aligned really closely with, with what, I, what I thought about the world and the kind of person that I am. And it just became uh, something that, was, uh, that I was really passionate about. And then, so I was kind of in that phase for about two or three months. And then I started uh, doing activism with Anonymous for the Voiceless. So I did my first Cube of Truth here in Berlin. And it went really well. It went surprisingly well. Um, I showed up and I had just the knowledge that I had from my research. And I started having conversations with people and I found it really, really amazing. And I found that people were much more open-minded than I thought they would be. And I felt like I could use some of the, the skills and experience that I picked up in journalism to kind of connect with people and, and have a good conversation with them. Um, so I started doing that a lot and really, really enjoyed it. And then I decided to start the, the, Instagram, the Instagram page about maybe five months after. And... Yeah, and then I basically just decided to take content really seriously and just try to make as much good content as possible, content that I think would have helped me before I made the switch um, and content that I found really valuable after I had kind of changed my diet and started thinking about these issues. Um, so that's kind of the goal with the stuff that I do make is to, to relate to people that I think or to create the content in a way that people – will connect with it before learning about veganism and spark their interest in it and then help educate people that have already made the switch um, and help them in their conversations, in their daily life, in their interactions with friends and family, in their activism, things that will just provide value to, to quite a wide range of people. Um, yeah. And I've basically been doing that for yeah four or five months and here we are now. Yeah, great. I love that. I love your story. I think it's it's super powerful in, in how you you just went in a learning phase and you're just like, I'm not gonna take any more like like I'm not gonna take in just what society has given me. I'm gonna go search for the answers myself. I'm gonna do my best job to sift out the bullshit and and find out what what seems to resonate most with me and seem to be true. And I think that like, that's how we all should live our lives. Like just searching for, for, for what we think is right and, and not always accepting, you know, the first, the first option as the only option. Like, I'm like, what about that other option over there? What about that one? Or, or how about that? And, and why can't I do that? You know, just asking those kind of questions. 
uh, really, really helps. And I, it sounds like you just started asking those questions. And the next thing that I like that is interesting is you talked about uh, your first time doing Anonymous for the Voiceless. And I remember my first time. Uh, it was kind of similar, um, interesting. Uh, in a way, I was on vacation and I was in uh, Tel Aviv, Israel. Uh, and so Tel Aviv is a huge uh, vegan community. They're like 10% vegan, so much vegan yeah. food. I, I made a really fun video calling uh, Tel Aviv the vegan capital of the world. Uh, you could check out on YouTube. Um, it's a great, a great uh, story about my journey, including a, a little bit about yeah. the activism. But I, I joined uh, uh, Anonymous for the Voiceless. Uh, they were doing their very first cube, the first cube ever. Um, and there's a huge activist there named Tal Galboa or Tal Galboa. Uh, she's a big activist in yep. Israel and she, uh, yeah, anyways, she does a great job. She helped organize it. So we had the cube and, and I was like, you know, I really don't want to be, um, holding a TV or in the mask. Not cause I don't want to, like, it's not cause I'm lazy. It's because I don't know when I'm going to get an opportunity to do this again. Uh, because they don't have it in my right. country. And so I was like, I really want to do this and I want to do outreach. And I wasn't yeah. dressed for the part and I didn't have a camera and I was like, or someone to record me, but I was like, I just want to talk. Right. And yeah. so I, same thing. It was like, I have the knowledge. I understand. I've done the research. Let's have some conversations, you know, live. And, uh, it was a, it was so much fun. And I, I felt really good connecting with people. And I still remember one of the weirdest excuses I got that day. One guy, he said, well, I can't go vegan until I get a girlfriend and she has to be vegan. And then if she's vegan, then I'll go vegan for her. And I'm like, I was caught off guard. I haven't been prepared for this. Joey... James and Earthling Ed didn't prepare me for this kind of conversation. And so, of course, yeah, you, go, you just go with it, you know, and, and talk about, I was like, well, you could get a girlfriend and then you can turn her vegan. And I'm like, that's what I did. That's what I did with my girlfriend. Like, you have that option. Like, did you think of that yeah. option? Oh, I didn't think of that option. Well, there you go. And, you know, it was just back and forth, but it was really fun. And he, uh, uh, I don't know if he went vegan or whatever, but the point was, uh, that one was super fun and that was my first time. So I, I can relate with, with first time, um, Cuba truce and that sort of stuff. So, um, tell me now more about what do you do for the animals? What kind of things do you do? How do you speak up for them? How are you active? Um, and maybe some more details about that. Um, well, I am mainly involved with, with the Anonymous for, for the Voiceless Cube of Truths. I try and do at least one a week. Um, and then, then I just, I spend a lot of time um, coming up with ideas for content, filming at Cubes of Truth, editing videos, coming up with kind of ideas for like sketch kind of funny videos or um, yeah, just just because I think that where I can provide the most value for for the animals is to that's going to change minds and to change people's habits and to change people's perceptions of animals. So I would say that those are the two two ways that I spend the majority of of my time helping helping the cause. 
Um, I personally haven't been involved with any other other activism groups just yet. Um, the Save Movement or DXE, um, just with AV so far. And um, if there were other outreach groups here in Berlin, then I would I'd be super happy to join them as well. Um, because that's just my preferred style of active activism. I've personally found it to be highly effective with people that I talk to. And it's, it's really nice because if a person commits to making a, a change in their life, it's, it's a tangible result from the conversation that you're having. And the same thing goes with socialism too. I get a lot to say much for, for your content. I've decided to, I've decided to go vegan. Um, or it's given me the final push I needed, or uh, it's made me consider going vegan from vegetarian after five years or something. You know, it's it's activism. We we can see tangible results. Um, so those are the two ways that I that I think are effective uses of my time. And of course, other people are going to be different, um, and there are different there are different ways for for many different people to get involved. Um, so I think it's just about finding what you like, what you're good at, how you can provide value and, and focusing your time on that. Yeah, that's so amazing. I love the videos that you've been posting. Uh, and I love how, how fast they're growing. You have one, I think it has like 70,000 views on IGTV. Um, yeah, Very tell good. me about that one and, and the story behind that. Cause that one looks a lot of fun. Oh man, I can't even remember. I just had an idea. I had a spare hour in a morning sometime and I literally just set up this laptop with this webcam, put on and just decided to, to record a conversation between a, a carnist and a, a rational vegan, just explaining the logic behind why people find vegans to be annoying. And literally it took like 15 or 20 minutes to, to film it all. I don't really, I didn't really script the video at all. I just kind of made stuff up as I went along with no real idea of what I was going to do. Um, but then the editing part took a while. Um, but yeah, it was like a one day turnaround, man. Just had a, had an idea, decided to do it and put it up live. And when I first posted it, it wasn't doing very well and there weren't, there wasn't too much feedback on it. So I was like, ah. Oh. Maybe I should delete this one. Maybe it's maybe it's too weird or maybe it's too cheesy or something, you know. And I just left it up and after a couple of days it just started started booming, started skyrocketing. I have no idea why or how. The analytics of IGTV aren't the best, so I couldn't see like if it was coming from hashtags or anything. Um, but yeah, man, I don't know. I think For some it's, reason it, it took off. I think it's the tags. It's the constant tagging. Yeah. I think that that uh you know, something that you like so much that you're going to share with your friends. I think Instagram likes that. I think that's a, a very helpful one. Um, I think it's a, it's a high indicator to like, Hey, this is good. Um, more people yeah, need yeah. to watch this. Um, yeah, for sure. Just on regular Instagram posts, you can see the, the, the direct people that have come about from your hashtags or from people sharing it on the story. But with IGTV, you can't for some reason. I don't know why. Maybe it's just in the beginning phases. Yeah. Yeah, I it think so. Be. Yeah, yeah, that so was a surprise to me that the video did well. It's funny because, like, you did that video, and I saw uh, Cheesy, the Cheesy Vegan, 
shout out, do like a video with you and, and, uh, and your other boy, right? Um, Hudson Tarlow, right? Uh, and, and then Sheezy yeah. did a few more like that. And I was like, that's super interesting. I yeah. really like that. And I was like, I want to do that. And I was like, I want to do like a, I was like, hey, I'll do a yeah. skit with you. Like, let's do a skit together. And I thought it was uh, super hilarious. And then I was like, what am I going to say? I'm like, what am I going to talk about? And yeah. I, and I'm like, I couldn't think of a topic. And so I'm like messaging, you know, on, on, uh, on Instagram, right. And just like comments or whatever. And I get an idea. Someone used an excuse. I'm like, Oh, that's perfect. It's a perfect time for this one. Right. And I took some notes and I was like, I'm going to do this one. And then I thought yeah. about it more. And I was like, I thought about the back and forth and the conversation. I was like, no, nah, I don't like this one. It's not that funny. And then I was coming across, uh, yeah. I came across a video or like a, a picture, you know, a vegan sidekick, right? Yeah. Yeah. So For I, sure. you know, legend. legend. So I was like, wait, I could just start recreating vegan sidekicks video, a vegan sidekicks comics and just recreate and yeah. be the character. I could be the character. Right. Yeah. And like, maybe I could have like, you know, you or, or cheesy or whatever, like be the other character, like on occasion, you know what I mean? Yeah. And then I was like, Good idea, and the man. script is right there. The script is done. I don't have to think. It's done. I have the script. I just got to well, record and edit. Right? Yeah, exactly. So I made one last night. I had the idea last night and I came home. I was all excited. I, I recorded it. I even wrote out, you know how he has special notes on the shirts? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I got a white shirt and wrote the exact note of the video, right? Oh, uh, yeah. And then I'm nice standing one, there. I'm standing like one guy's holding like a beer or whatever. And then the other guy has his arms out like this. And I just, I just copied. I just copied the characters um, and tried to put the best voice in a way for those characters, right? That I thought they would sound yeah. like. Yeah. And it's awesome, my man. first, it's my first one. Um, I tagged him. I, I even messaged him and like, I've had conversations with him in the past about, I wanted him on the podcast to be honest. Um, yeah. but he, uh, he didn't answer yet. Um, so we'll see, but what I'm interested in is how people are going to take them, you know? Um, and I'm going to play around with the style, like how do I want them on the screen and, and that sort of stuff. But yeah. The problem I did was the IGTV. The first one was IGTV. And the problem is it's vertical and it's hard to do a comic like that vertical. Okay. And I already did all the editing and it was yeah. time consuming to get it right. And then I was like, I'll just leave this one. This will be the first one. It'll be fine. It's good. Yeah. Um, but there's more yeah. and there's unlimited, it seems like unlimited yeah. <laughs> content from that. Oh, yeah. Daily, he's putting that stuff out, man. And that's, that's the great thing about, about social media content, social media activism. If you see somebody doing something that works, just do the same thing. It's, it's not a secret what works on social media. So if you see a formula, then recreate it. I mean, it's only going to benefit what we're, what we're advocating for. So I'm a big believer in, in taking, I mean, not stealing stuff, but taking inspiration and repurposing it maybe with a different message, but using the same style, the same method, and whatever's going to work is, is ultimately going to benefit the, the movement at the end of the day, you know? So I think that's a really good idea that you did, man. 
Yeah, for sure. So can I get you like on live, on recorded? Can I get your commitment to one skit with a, <laughs> with a vegan sidekick comic and you be one of the characters? You got it, man. For yes. Sure. Yes. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> yeah, so that'll be super fun. So look, um, one thing I want to really talk about is, is there anything, um, maybe kind of as we wrap this up a little bit, is there anything that you really want p- the listeners to not forget or there's something that you want to add that you just, is so important, like one big thing from you? Um, I'm, I'm really passionate about social media activism and I think it's, I think it's really important and the potential for it is, is so huge that I think not enough of us have realized it and not enough of us are dedicating time to creating powerful content for social media because if we want to create a vegan world, then I don't see a way to achieve that quicker than having social media completely veganized with powerful storytelling and funny videos, good memes, everything. I don't think we can have a vegan world if we don't have a vegan social media. It's the way the world works. And Facebook, YouTube, TikTok, Twitter. I I can't conceive of a world that isn't completely influenced by social media, social platforms, and um, digital sharing networks. So I I can't foresee a, a vegan world without a completely veganized social media landscape. So. I think you don't have to be filming outreach videos. You don't have to be making memes. You could be drawing. You could be a musician. You could be a painter. You could be anything. But if you can capture that, make a social media account for it, and just learn how to effectively strategize content on social media, it's one of the most powerful ways that we can we can help to, to create a vegan world is by by using the social platforms. I think it's so important, and I, I think, I think we we may know the importance, but we're not we're not executing to um, to to a high standard because, I mean, and and it's so important that we have that we have popular social media vegan influences. I think it's really important because um, for any other movement, for any other uh, any other subculture, any other community, there are all popular social media figures and I just can't see a vegan world without this kind of vegan social media landscape. So that's something I'm super passionate about and I think is really important as well. I'm sure you agree with me. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. I did make a video calling that said the title was social media will be the end of meat. And yeah, for sure. And, and I couldn't agree more. Um, I'm with you. I'm a firm believer in, in doing everything that you can on these platforms. Uh, this is the beginning of something big and, and everyone's attention is going to be there. This is like when radio went to television and when television, you know, went to the internet, right? It, it's like, it's like that transition of, of, of one, you know, huge industry, you know, transferring the attention to another, another industry. And it's all about attention. So it's, it's really, it's about who can get the most attention. And, and that comes through the likes of followers and shares and and whatever. Right. And when you have the attention, then it's about your message. So if you can get the attention and you have a message, 
and you can share that message effectively with the attention that you have, then you could really make massive change unlike anything else we've ever seen. We couldn't buy our own. We could never afford our, our own TV channel. YouTube is our TV channel. Exactly. And you can say whatever you want about the channel and build it in any way you want and spend as much money as you want to make it your channel. You can invest whatever you want, you know, and, and if you can have your own, imagine the, the, imagine if Martin Luther King Jr. could have had his own TV channel and how fast he could have ended, you know, some of the, some of the civil rights movements right there. Or if anyone in history, in any large social justice movement, if they had the power of social media, I'm a firm believer that it would have ended a lot quicker than it did, than the time it took. It wouldn't have taken 400 years to end slavery um, over there. These things, um, we don't have 400 years. You talk about the climate change and you talk about the dangers there. We don't have enough time. That IPC report, that IPCC report that you mentioned from the, the part of the, the, the UN, that alone said we had 12 years. And then a new report shortly after that says we have 18 months. And this isn't 18 months until it's the end. It's 18 months until it's irreversible. Like we just can't go back. We can't, we can't make the changes. So we need social media now. We need everyone everywhere. We need everyone putting their time and, and money. Really, you need to invest. It is a, this could be a business. You need to invest, um, time, sweat, money, energy, um, into your social media accounts. Um, I mean, it's all, it's all you should be doing almost. I really think that because um, if, if you don't build and, and spread the message and try to change the world, like nobody's going to change the world for you. Uh, if that's, if that's what you want to do. Yeah. So I'm in total agreement with that. For sure, man. And it's like when, when I film kind of like street outreaches, I take one conversation with one person in real life. And now I have the ability to upload it to a platform where thousands of people are also engaged with the exact same conversation. So Think about how much more efficient that is to deliver uh, a message um, than it just in person and in real life. You amplify it to, to potentially thousands, to potentially hundreds of thousands of people. You could take one idea, put it in the right format, put it on social media. Hundreds of thousands of people could have the opportunity to see it. So uh, it's so important, the, the need for, for powerful for powerful vegan environmentalist content is, is yeah, we need it desperately. We need it on every platform. We need as much of it as possible. So yeah, I think we're totally on the same page with that, man. Yeah. So speaking of social media, where can people find you? If they love what you're doing, they want to follow your story. Uh, they want to see what are these funny videos that we're talking about? Um, how do we see these? Where can they find you? Uh, recovering at recovering Connest on Instagram, uh, at recovering Connest on TikTok now, trying out yes. TikTok. TikTok. Hey, I told Cheesy to do TikTok and he told all of you guys to do TikTok. So I'm the reason everyone's on TikTok. I'm just going to say. Hey, nice one, man. <laughs> We're taking over. Um, Facebook. Facebook, you can find me um, just Marcus Logan on Facebook and YouTube Recovering Carnist. So Recovering Carnist everywhere except for Facebook is Marcus Logan. Oh, and sorry. And but recovering is spelt R-C-V-R-E-N-G because of the because of the cap space on Twitter. I had to shorten it. But yeah. Oh, that's a good point. Okay, good. Yeah. 
I think, uh, well, for me, it just automatically populates, but yeah, that's great. Great yeah. point. All right. Yeah. And, uh, when this is available on YouTube, that'll be all on the screen, um, and everything. So I just want to say thank you, brother, so much. Keep up what you're doing. Um, I'm rooting for you. Um, and, uh, I can't wait to see, um, how much you're going to do in these coming months, these coming years, because if you've grown that fast in that short amount of time, I mean, like you're just going to continue to just climb like crazy. And so I'm, I'm super excited to see how that goes. I mean, um, it'll be tomorrow. You have a hundred thousand followers, so I'm not really worried about that. All right. So <laughs> yeah, um, I believe, I believe for sure. All right. So, uh, thank you for your time. Um, and, uh, can't wait to talk to you soon. Hey, thank you so much for having me on here, man. I really, really appreciate it. It's my first time ever doing anything like this. And it's been, it's been super cool to talk to you, bro. And keep up what you're doing too, man. You're doing an amazing job. So, um, definitely keep, keep on pushing out that content. You're putting in a lot of effort and I appreciate it, bro. And lots of other people do too. So, so keep going hard, man. And, Thank you once again. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Have a great night. Thank you. See you, bro.